For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you on this uh, Monday, and we're starting a brand new week, and it is another week closer to week one of the 2022 NFL season. Now, of course, week one of the preseason officially gets underway starting on Thursday, but we did have the Hall of Fame game last Thursday night, so football is already underway. Excited once again to have my buddy and NFL safety, J.J. Wilcox, joining me today. So, J.J., how you doing today? Right, what's going on, man? I'm doing good. Like you say, it's football week this week. Um, I'm excited, man. Had a great workout and stuff today. Workout's going great. And um, I'm excited to see what football going to look like this weekend. I agree. There'll be a lot of uh, preseason matchups. We'll get to look at some younger players and see what these teams look like to start the official preseason. Now, some Monday morning quick hit headlines. I did see this morning that the NFL has asked on-field officials to pay more attention to illegal contact fouls and to be more precise with roughing the passer penalties this season. That is according to Kevin Seifert of ESPN. So that was the Monday morning news. I don't know if you saw that, JJ, but officials flagged illegal contact an average of 97 times between 2002 to 2020. And then that number dropped to 36 in 2021. So the NFL Competition Committee gets together and they say, hey, we need to make this a point of emphasis. The illegal contact needs to be called more often. So what are your thoughts on that? I know you're an NFL defensive back, so a lot of NFL defenders aren't too big of fans of of this type of ability to call this more often because they're saying, man, you're making it harder for us as each season goes on. So what are your views on that? Um, it's tough, man. I think they're making it hard, especially for defensive guys to be physical and use their trace with most guys are defensive guys are taught to be aggressive, taught to use their hands, taught to do different things here and there. So I think it's, it's, it's making it hard in the sense of that. But like I say, we, we seeing the culture and the way that the, the game is changing. It's a passing league now. So, you know, if, if we got guys that's, you know, technically doing, you know, more holding and more contacts and more, um, just say legal contacts and stuff like that to take away from that standpoint. But um, I think, you know, the NFL, they do a good job of year in and year out of putting a circle of emphasis on certain things. 
while we all know preseason is a test to kind of see how things will go this year. So it'll be interesting to see how the defense adjusts for defensive backs and guys. We know that after five yards of contact, we have to um, hone away from using our hands more aggressively within the five yards and after the five yards. So it'll be interesting to see how the preseason goes with this new uh, with the new emphasis this year. I agree. And a lot of people aren't too happy because they're saying, well, obviously we're going to see more flags this year, but the NFL Competition Committee also did reiterate the importance of officials calling roughing the passer penalties the right way. And this is one that I agree with. We've seen many games be determined by a roughing the passer penalty that shouldn't necessarily have been called. You know, if it's a little hand to the helmet, a yellow flag comes out. It's like, man, are you kidding me? But they once again reiterated that in order to call the roughing the passer, there needs to be adequate contact. It must be forcible to the helmet or below the knee area, which I think is good. And so hopefully we Mm -hmm. can see that implemented better this season. And so we'll see how that unfolds, especially as you just mentioned with preseason getting underway. But we'll go ahead and move into segment number one on today's show, JJ. And this is a topic that I've been wanting to touch on the last couple of weeks, but due to time constraints, we push it to today. And so I want to share our top five quarterbacks entering the 2022 season, and we can exchange our picks back and forth, starting with number five. And this is a fun way, again, to share considering the current rosters, considering how they finished the 2021 season and how they're progressing this offseason. This is a a Mm -hmm. list that we put together for our listeners. So we'll start with number five, JJ, and uh, Mm -hmm. go ahead and give us your first name. Who rounds out your top five of top quarterbacks? Um, It was a tough one, man. Uh, There's a lot of great quarterbacks in this league, a lot of great young quarterbacks in this league as well. So I had to really hone in and do some homework and research, man. And this one here, I I might be a little biased with it because I played with them. I'm going to go with my guy from Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, man. And that was, like I say, this is, I know it's a total opinion. And um, I'm, I'm just going off of a guy that I've played with, a guy that I know that's a winner consistently over and over again. So my number five is Dak Prescott. Last year, man, coming off the 2020 injury that he had last year, he came and did some great things. He was our number four in completion, um, completion percentage, number seven passing yards, number three in the passing ratings. We all know quarterbacks are judged judged on how can they be efficient, how consistent they are. And and this guy here, man, since the day he took for in 2016, my last year there, his first year there, he's been nothing but consistent, great winner. I think he did a great job with Kellen Moore, um, offensive OC. He was new to that, and he came in and put up some terrific numbers as well. I think Dallas, they got a great quarterback, a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. They just got to put a complete team around him and uses his strength and what he does, which we all know dad is good off the play action. He's move, he's mobile. Um, he's a winner. He's a competitor. He come from a little bit of nothing being overlooked and kind of under the radar certain things. But I think they judge him hard because of the start in which he's in. We all know how the Dallas Cowboys, we always are under the microscope. So um, if you go back and look at his play, man, year in and year out, this guy here is, is a guy that's a winner. He's consistent, and he does what he has to do to get – you know, to get the job done. He, all, he falls short here and there, but we all know football is a team effort. So I'm excited to see what those guys can do this year. And my number five was Dak Prescott. 
Well, that's an outside-the-box pick, but you know I love it, JJ. How about them Cowboys? I got to go every podcast. You know, we got to show love to them Dallas Cowboys. And so I'm a big fan of Dak Prescott, obviously, and, and I think it's unfortunate, but it comes with the territory. As a Dallas Cowboy quarterback, he has a big target on his back. A lot of critics out there always criticizing him, saying he's not good, blasphemous takes. Uh-huh. You you know this more than anybody else being a player, but he gets a lot of hate and a lot of slander. But Dak Prescott, the way he was able to come back from that serious injury, which could have been career ending, you know, that ankle, the way it popped out, but his resiliency, yeah. his strength, you can see his leadership, the team respects him, you played with him, and so I've always been a fan of his, and so I hope he does take another step forward this season, and he's going to have more challenges, right, no more Amari Cooper, he's going to have Michael Gallup working his way back from ACL, CeeDee Lamb's the clear cut number one, but a lot of young receivers there in Dallas now, and so we'll see how he can progress, obviously Dalton Schultz back in the mix, but I certainly agree with you there, I think Dak Needs some more love. He gets scrutinized way too much. But for my number five, and this was kind of a tough one and and maybe not one that a lot of people will agree with, and that's okay, but I had to put him in my top five. It's Russell Wilson, Um, the Denver Mm. Broncos. Russell Wilson, I know, coming off one of his uh, worst years of his career, due in large part to an injury. He suffered a tendon rupture in his mallet finger, a dislocation, two fractures. He missed time for the Seahawks last season. But nine Pro Bowls. Two Super Bowl appearances, one ring, still one of the best in the league. For starters, he's played 16 games every year of his career, of course, except for last season when he played 14. But Nathaniel Hackett, new head coach in Denver, strong supporting cast. He's got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon, and Javante Williams in the backfield. This is an offense that's set up to thrive. We've talked about Denver's offense a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, but Russell Wilson to me, JJ, is still one of the elite quarterbacks in this league. His IQ, he also is a great leader as well, and so we'll see how he is able to thrive and make that adjustment being with the new franchise this year, but Russell Wilson certainly does have a top five spot on my list. Nice, nice. Yeah, I agree with you all the way. Russell Wilson, like he say, let's ride. So I'm definitely curious to see how he do with the Devon Broncos. That's why he's still in my top five. He's one in my category. But when I come back to him, I would definitely give you more depth on that as well. But I definitely agree with you on that one. All right, let's go to number four. And this time, to shake things up, I'll give you my mm-hmm. number four, and then you can follow okay. me, JJ. But for me, I have Josh Allen, Bill's quarterback. Now, I understand he is regarded as a top two, maybe top three in a lot of other lists. But I put him at four. 26 years old, freak show at the position, absolute strong cannon for an arm, supersized dimensions, A-plus arm talent, athleticism, you name it. I mean, it's hard to find a six foot five, 240-pound quarterback that has the capacity to launch the ball down the field the way he does. And it looks like every single year, J.J., he has progressed. He's become a better pocket passer. He can also mm-hmm. hurt you with his legs. And he put up MVP-like numbers over the past couple of seasons. He's emerged as one of the top premier offensive weapons in the game. And then, of course, you look at what they've been able to surround him with in Buffalo, that big trade for Stephon Diggs. That has worked out very well. Gabriel Davis coming along as a, a strong number two. So right. I really like what they're doing in Buffalo. Josh Allen He's number four for me. Yeah, and like I say, man, this top five can get all type of ways, but Josh Allen has proven year in and year out 
over the last two to three years that he has what it takes to get those teams to the playoffs and get those teams to the promised land eventually. Like I say, he has a great cast around him. I love everything Sean McDermott does at the head coaching job with the coach up there and also the defensive side of the ball too. So um, I agree with you all the way. Josh Allen is no doubt one of the top five quarterbacks in this league. My number four, man, I'm going to go with the guy from Texas Tech, man, out there in Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I played against him. This guy has everything elite behind his name, man. This guy can make every throw on the field. We know what he does. He have a cannon. He can throw it from the left side of the field to the right side of the field, moving to the right side of the field. He does things that the normal quarterback went through from throwing across the middle of the field and doing different things as that. He had 48, 309 yards last year. Um, 13 interceptions with 37 touchdowns. Pass rating was 98.5, came in in the top three in that. And this guy, man, he does nothing, but everything he does is electric. Um, he comes with a with a passing-heavy scheme with Andy Reid. He's got a terrific offensive line to work with this year. I think it's going to be a question mark to kind of see where he stands with Tyreek Hill not being there. But he got a lot of good cast around him, um, a, good, a lot of great receivers and Juju. Um, we all know what Travis Kelsey can do. Um, Cole Harden and what he can do as well as uh, replacing Tyreek Hill. But, man, Patrick Mahomes, he's proven year in. He had he was an MVP in 2018. This guy, man, is electric, uh, terrific in everything that he does. Um, it's kind of fine, kind of hard to find a quarterback that can move the way he does and takes the risk that he does and be successful with it, successful with it. And that's why he's my number four. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, that's another young quarterback that I feel – a lot of people are discrediting him now, and they're saying, well, no more Tyreek Hill. We'll see what he's made of. They have way more than enough talent. MBS mm-hmm. coming to Kansas City with that speed, drafting Sky Moore. You got Kelsey there. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, and he, too, is on my list, and I'll touch on him as well. But number three for me, JJ, I'm going to go to the jungle. Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, man, he rounds out my top three. He missed a large portion of his rookie year due to multiple knee complications. He's still 25 years old, but coming back in 2021, taking the Bengals offense all the way to the Super Bowl, was named the Comeback Player of the Year. 4,611 passing yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, while also having a league-high 70.4 pass completion percentage. Joe Burrow was just clinical last season, and when you look at who he was throwing to, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon in the backfield, and Joe Burrow, I think more than anything, J.J., when they went on that playoff run, just his ability to step up in the big critical moments of games and not showing any fear, not showing any jitters. I mean, just calm, cool, collected, and the way he was able to rally his team. I mean, I interviewed D.J. Reader, standout nose tackle a couple weeks ago. He talked about Joe Burrow and his impact on the locker room just how he exudes confidence how he rallies teammates in tough situations and so joe burrow he's only gonna get better and so for that reason i have to put him at number three yeah absolutely man that that joe burrow is a guy that i have a lot of respect for coming off of acl the way he did and to surround that team that no one had on their list to even be in the super bowl and what he did with a team that was like i say um, just an all-around well team, but they didn't really have any guys. You had the departure of A.J. Green. We didn't know, you know, who how Jamar Chase was going to be, but he did outstanding as well. And um, he, he had that cast together in the defense. You can tell they got more confidence as well as they realized 
you know, the borough and what he does, man. And I, I, I salute this kid. This kid is going to be absolutely top three, top five. And I plan to see him back in the Super Bowl again soon as well. Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. And um, my number three, as you said, you already spoke of him. I'm going Wilson Wilson, man. This guy here is um, is the most consistent quarterback that I've seen in a long time. This guy just know how to win. He has the weight and pedigree behind him. And ever since the walk of life that he does, he's just a perfect role model on and off the field. Um, he didn't have the best year last year. We all know that Seattle didn't have the best record as well. He had 3,113 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. 103 passing rating, but by far he's one of the best deep ball throwers in the game, hands down. He's a winner. He's mobile. Uh, he's consistent. He's probably one of the best play-action pass quarterbacks that I've faced um, year in and year out. And, man, this guy just gets it done. You also thinks that he's did this at a high level even when the legend of boom left. You know, this guy still finds a way to get it done and get it wins. You know, he, he, he he's has a way to communicate to his guys, make his guys believe. He's one of the hardest workers in the game. And um, I think, you know, after there's no question that he should be a Hall of Famer type of quarterback just because the consistency of level he plays with and winning and the stats that he's done year in and year out. You know, he's my number three going into the top five this year. Yeah, Russell Wilson, let's ride. As we said, man, we both have him in the top five and too much of his respect. I've always been a fan of Russell Wilson. Now we'll move up to number two. And this is a guy you've already mentioned, Patrick Mahomes for me. Comes Mm -hmm. in at number two. Do not let his subpar 2021 campaign distract you. And I think we'll all be reminded this coming season that Patrick Mahomes is still one of the best in the game. I mean, the guy, some of the throws he makes, the no-look passes, his ability to just get on the field, march his offense down the field in about a minute or two, it's unprecedented. And at 26 years old, being able to just fool and and mess around with secondaries the way he can with his weapons at his disposal. Of course, Andy Reid has been a big influence on him since when he drafted. Andy Reid was the main guy behind getting Patrick Mahomes, trading up for him. But this guy's a gunslinger. It is just absolutely exhilarating to watch this guy play just because you don't know he's going to pull something from his magic hat, right? And you don't want to miss it. And because of that, I think it puts a lot of pressure on opposing defenses, trying to scheme for him with his ability to torch defenses, go through his progressions. I know he's not the most athletic guy running the ball, but he can still get the job done. If he's pushed out of the pocket, he can hurt you when he's on the move. And so Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, he comes in at number two for me. Yep. Absolutely, man. Like I say, I already had him at my number, my number four, man. Patrick Mahomes, I'm playing against him. This guy, like I say, he does things that normal quarterback won't even do, man. And he makes it at a he's successful at it. And um, I think when you look at quarterbacks and now the traits of things that they're going more mobile and doing things as well, he's a guy that um he's a guy that's a prototype that offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators hate to play against, but offensive coordinators love to have on their team because like I say, any any time, any position on the field, he can make the throw and um, at, a, at a successful rate. So I agree with you. All right, we're moving in. Who's your number two? My number two, man, I'm going to Cheesehead Country up in Green Bay Packers, man. I'm going Aaron Rodgers, uh, the 39-year-old vet. Man, what do I have to say? This guy is no question the first battle Hall of Fame, but this guy's no matter – you take a look at the, the the receiving core that he has, no matter who you put out why he makes him great. He's the most accurate quarterback I've seen and played against. He rarely makes mistakes, um, knows how to make everyone around him good from 
you we know Devontae Adams taking him over the years that he had and you know them gelling together to be a number one and number one duo that it does and Rogers man I played against him he can make every throw as well he's precise like I say he only had four interceptions last year he was number one in pass ratings 68.9 completion rates and when the when the the greats always when they persevere when the odds are against them and like I say we, we haven't had other than Devontae Adams, a top, you know, top of the core receiver with them, man. But even the first two years with Matt LaFleur, he came in, he thrived, and he brought that offense to elite status, man. And this guy here is just probably one of the best outside of Tom Brady, the one of the best quarterbacks out there. And um, he just does a great job, man. He knows how to win. He's been up there consistently in the playoffs year in and year out. Um, got a Super Bowl as well. And um, I just think highly of Aaron Rodgers, man, the way he can flick it the way he can roll out and the way he takes the man of uh, the offense and, and, and the, the people around him and how, how great he make the people around him to make elite status as well. So my number two is Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay. Number one for me is indeed Aaron Rodgers, the reigning MVP. So I'm right there with you. And as a Cowboy fan, JJ, I have nightmares of this guy. Oh uh, man. Just, just because of what he's done to Dallas in recent years and, I don't even want to begin to talk about those wounds. They're already closed, and I don't want to open them up again. But uh, they'll have to play him again, though. Dallas is going to Green Bay this season, so Mm -hmm. Mike McCarthy will go back to his old stomping grounds. We'll see how that goes. But Aaron Rodgers, as much as I despise the Green Bay Packers and those cheeseheads over there in uh, Wisconsin, (laughs) but, yeah, looking at him and observing him play quarterback as a NFL fan, you can't deny his arm talent, how he torments opponents with his mythical arm talent that is able to make these throws. And even though he's a vet, the guy can still move around and he can get a yeah. first down if he needs to. And so he's still putting pressure on opposing linebackers, trying to also, hey, man, if we don't cover him, this guy's going to run for a 5, 10-yard first down. And so he can still uh-huh. be a threat on the ground, as funny as that sounds. But Aaron Rodgers entering 2022 no more Devontae Adams, but they went heavy at wide receiver in the draft. And uh, Romeo Dobbs, who's a receiver out of Nevada, who's turning heads over there in Green Bay already. And you got Christian Watson, who's been working himself back from injury. Alan Lazard taking over that number one role. So he's going to be just uh-huh. fine. Aaron Rodgers, we all know the guy. He's a gamer. Now, we'll see what he could do in the playoffs, right? Because that's kind of right. been his Achilles heel. But so far in the regular season, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's got to come in at number one for me on my list. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Right. I agree with you. I'm going to piggyback off because he took two of my championships away from me. Um, so, man, I, yeah, I, I, I do have a, um, a sense of, of not uh, of, of hate, but um, just to say anger towards him because of what he's done to me over the last you know, two or three years in the playoffs. But hands down, one of the best competitors I ever played with and also a great guy as well. So uh, I agree with you on that. And my number one. Um, I went with Tom Brady. I know it's a given, but, man, a guy that's playing at a high level at the age that he's at, that's kind of unheard of. At 44 years old, he led the team. He led the league in passing yards, 43 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 102 passer rating. Tom Brady is the GOAT of quarterback. We all know that. He's a Hall of Famer, no question, no doubt. But the way that he's consistently does, he went down to Tampa Bay. We didn't know how he would do with that. With Bruce Arian, first year team coming in, he take the team, you know, and and do great things and take them almost to the Super Bowl and win, man. So, this guy, man, is one of the best competitors that I ever played against as well, too, inside and out. He know how to win. He no no defense. He hasn't seen or have not seen, and I think that what takes quarterbacks and separate them the great from the from the elites, man, is understanding the defense and how teams are trying to attack you. And Tom Brady, day in and day is out. Uh, figure things out, man, and just always know how to win. And uh, we all judge quarterbacks off of wins. And, you know, he's he got that stat and ran off with it, man, at 45 years old and still going. So my head is off to Tom Brady. He's my number one in the 2022. Yeah, Tom Brady's back, man. Uh, he lasted about maybe, what, a month or two of uh, retirement. Then he decides to say, hey, you know what? I ain't going anywhere. I'm coming back to Tampa. <clears throat> They have a big supporting cast, signing Julio Jones. Now you're putting him with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Mm -hmm. a stacked offense, and the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to try to deal with that week one. We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, no doubt. Tom Brady didn't make my top five because of a couple of these other young uh, gunslingers, but definitely I have the utmost respect for him, the GOAT, the best quarterback to ever play the game. There's no denying that. And so that is a good choice from you, JJ. And so Mm -hmm. now we're going to pivot to – a segment that I've had previously on the Pro Football Chase podcast, and I want to bring it back as we're getting closer to the regular season, and it's called Fact or Fiction. And basically what this segment entails is I'll read a statement, and then JJ and I will say whether we believe it's a fact or whether we believe it's fiction, which we don't agree with. And so it's a cool way to engage on these topics. And so the first statement that I have for us today, JJ, is about one of the top running backs in the league playing in Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. all right? So here's the statement. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor will lead the NFL in rushing yards for a second consecutive season. JJ, is this a Mm -hmm. fact or is this fiction? You know what? Um, Going up to the segment, I had fiction. I talked with my wife. I talked with a couple of friends as well about Jonathan Taylor, and I'm, I'm actually going to go fact. The reason I'm going fact is because I still think that um, with the kid, the core that he has around him from Matt Ryan 
to Michael Pittman and, and the guys out wide and the defense as well. I think in the O-line that they have too, you know, they that's the key. You know, they lost a couple of people at tackle here and there, but they still have a solid core. And I think he, I think it's possible. Now, I, now, do I think he'd be a blown away like he did last year? No. I think teams, the defense are going to stack eight in the box and respect that the guy that he got in the backfield and Jonathan Taylor. So um, it'd be interesting to see. And I had fiction all the way up until the last hour today, man. I just thought about the core that they have up there as well. We know what Andy brings, uh, the division that in. I think he can do some great things in that division as well. I'm not really sold on any defense over there as well. But um, I think it's going to be a little bit harder than he might think of. And I think uh, your defense is going to figure out ways to kind of stack the eight-man box, kind of make some things up. But then again, you have a guy on the center, Matt Ryan, that, that – they used to, you know, seeing maybe eight in the box and seeing different things and know how to get his receivers open to tight end as well. So I'm going to go fact on Jonathan Taylor getting it. And it'd be interesting to see how you do this year as well. I'm going to oppose you here, JJ. And, and, and you know what? I was just like you, but the opposite. When I initially had put this down for our uh, show notes, I was like, man, I'm going fact. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, the dude is a monster. And what he was able to accomplish last season was unprecedented. And no doubt that Indianapolis' offensive line is one of the best in the league. And so I wanted to go fact. But I'm going to say fiction. You know, despite him rushing for 1,800-plus yards, 18 touchdowns, 5.5 yards per carry average, which was insane. And you know what? I also want to give some respect and love to Nick Chubb because he finished second with nearly 1,300 yards. And so Chubb, I believe, is a viable contender to lead the league mm. in rushing considering Watson's suspension. So the Browns are going to be going on the ground a little bit more. And so Chubb is a guy that I think can get there. But I'll tell you who I think is going to get his crown back, and it is King Henry. Derrick Henry King for the Henry. Tennessee Titans, man. Yeah, back-to-back rushing titles in 2019 and 2020. Rushed for 15, 40 yards in 19, and then 2,027 yards in 2020. Now, of course, Henry did have that foot injury that sidelined him for a bulk of the season in 2021. But he's back. He's fully healthy. He looks sharp. That Tennessee offensive line is looking stout as well. Taylor Lewin, Aaron Brewer, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, and then uh, Dylan Reduns at right tackle. So I really like Tennessee. I know that teams will continue to load the box, but you know what? Having a tight end like Austin Hooper, who they signed, who's a really good blocker, will only help that run game. They acquired... Robert Woods via trade, Traylon Burks, they drafted him in the first round. They lost A.J. Brown. But this Tennessee offense, make no mistake about it, with King Henry back in the fold, they're still a run-first offense. I think uh, Derrick Henry gets his rushing title back. I can see that. I can definitely see that, man. It's hard to go against King Henry and what he does and, and the, the, physique that, the, the, the physique that he has, man. He's just built to pound guys, to pound guys four downs. Four quarters long, man. He's showing that consistently over and over again. And we all know what you get from Tennessee. And we all know how that is towards the end of the season. Running the ball, running the ball, running the ball down guys' throats. And um, I, I agree with you on that. Derrick Henry is a monster at running the ball. He, he done it against eight box. It doesn't matter. You can't stop the guy. So I agree with you on that as well. But I still think Jonathan Taylor still might be able to sneak in there and get it. Um, young guy, fresh legs, good old lineman, man. And uh, with a great quarterback core. And a great core guy that he has around him, I still think he has a chance to kind of keep the crown. 
All right, I like it. I like it. We're uh, going in different directions here. It makes things a little bit more interesting. We're going to have a couple more fact fiction statements here before we get to some fan questions. But, JJ, here's the next statement. This one is obviously a big one, a development that's all over the news right now. And it's regarding Kareem Hunt. All right, he's mm. been wanting a contract extension. And so it finally boiled to a head yesterday morning, requesting a trade from Cleveland. However, there are reports that Cleveland has said, we will not trade you. So here's the statement and we will discuss. All right, the Browns should honor Kareem Hunt's trade request amid his ongoing quest for a new deal. Do you believe that is fact or do you think fiction? <sighs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go fiction, man. I, I think nowadays we see in the NFL that it's a two-head monster. It's good to have a one-punch guy, but I think it always dwells because we know how long this season is. We all know how physical the game is. You know, God forbid anything happens to Nick Chubb. They got their guy already next in line and, and uh, Kareem Hunt. So I'm going to go fiction. I think they're playing it smart. I don't think they know exactly what they're going to get from Deshaun Watson. And, it, and when, when the game is kind of like that and you don't know what kind of quarterback you're getting, even though Jacoby Brissett is a great quarterback, I still think you lead the way. Uh, we know Cleveland has a run-first offense as well behind Nick Chubbs, and I think they're a great two-headed monster. So I think you think longevity. I think you think, you know, kind of present as well because you don't know what kind of, you know, situation or how long Deshaun Watts is going to stay out as well. So I think there's going to be fiction. I think there's going to keep him there, respect him. He's a guy that earned what he's um, what he's deserving. He's after, you know, his incidents back in the years, he still stuck it out and came in and was a great productive. We all know he's a number one running back if he do decide to leave. But I think Cleveland Brown is going to be smart and, and keep him there. I'm going to go ahead and uh, say fact here. All the points that you just mentioned, I would agree with you there. I think it's in the best interest of Cleveland in terms of personnel on the field with Deshaun Watson likely suspended. Who knows? He may be out a full year now that the NFL appealed the six-game deal. And so you want to have that stable of backs with Chubb and Hunt going one-two back and forth because Hunt is explosive as well. He wants that contract extension. But I'm going to say fact here. I think the Browns should honor Hunt's trade request. If they're not going to pay him the money he wants, if they're not going to make that investment because we know he's entering the final year of his two-year $12 million deal, I would say trade him, get draft compensation for him because Here's why. I am a big fan of Ernest Johnson, who the Browns have in their backfield right now, JJ. Yeah. And when he's yeah. been given opportunities last season and the year prior, the guy has run his butt off, and he's been very impressive. Now, I'll also add that they have that uh, second year back, Demetric Felton, who also showed some flashes last year out of the backfield catching passes. And so if I'm Cleveland... Why am I going to go spend $20 million on a contract extension for Kareem Hunt when I have two capable backs, I can trade him before losing him for nothing in free agency next year? And so, mm -hmm. personally, I would like to see Kareem Hunt maybe get a chance to be RB1 somewhere else because the guy is so talented, you know, but as long as he's in Cleveland, you know Nick Chubb's always going to be considered the number one option, you know? Right. And so, for those reasons, I would say fact here. I think the Browns should honor Hunt's trade request. There you go. I, I agree. Like I said, you stated some good facts there. They do have a, good, a great young guys, Ernest and Felton as well, that's coming up. Um, but we all know that when the times and the situation are critical, we want somebody that kind of knows and, and and then been under the lights and, and know what it takes to get through the postseason and get through that, get get through those tough times. 
and uh, I would rather rely on a veteran more so in that sense uh, than a, a young guy. But I mean, hey, you know, nothing against those guys at all. I love everything that those guys do and bring. Uh, I just know once it get critical and tough times, like postseason and stuff, you kind of want a veteran to kind of know just in case if my number one isn't available. But next year, I would definitely like to see um, Kareem, if he decided to maybe test free, I hate to see anything, if he doesn't get anything done, um, definitely get a chance to take over a team and be a number one as well. Yeah, I'm with you there. And now for the sake of time, JJ, we'll do one more fact fiction statement and then we'll get to two fan questions that we have. I'm going to go this direction just because we haven't really talked a whole bunch about this team and this quarterback who's in a new environment. And it has to do with Carson Wentz, who's now in Washington, got traded from Indy after one season. You want to talk about scrutinized quarterbacks? Carson Wentz might as well top that list. He's always been in the headlines for the wrong reasons. And so now he's hoping he can revitalize his career in Washington. Lord knows they've been looking for a long-term solution at quarterback. And so we'll see how he does there. But here's the statement, JJ. And I'm a little bit more intrigued to hear your response just because you're an NFC East guy, played for Dallas. um, And you know how Washington kind of operates. But The Commanders will eclipse nine or more wins in Carson Wentz's first season in Washington. Are you going to go fact? Are you going to go fiction? Now, before you give your responses, to give you a little bit more background information, Washington has not had a nine-win season since 2015 when they finished nine and seven under Jay Gruden, who is no longer there. Then they ended up losing to Seattle in the wild card round. So since 2015, this team has not hit nine wins in a regular season. Do you think they get there, fact or fiction? I'm going to go fiction. I'm not going to do it because I'm biased, but even though I am, <laughs> because of the Dallas and, and the rival that is. But we all know, I'm going to be honest, Washington was always tough. They always played us hard. Our whole division, NFC East, always played us tough. We had them twice a year. And the NFL, we all know how smart the guys are upstairs, front head coaches, offense coordinator, DCs as well. But um, outside of Carson Wentz and, and, and you know Terry McLaren and the, the receiver core, um, I, I just don't see where they can maybe push through guys, not only even on paper, but just on the field as well. I just don't see how what which way they're going to go offensively and the direction they're going to go. Uh, they did sign a key piece in Terry. Uh, the defensively, they got some good young guys and Chase Young, um, Sweat as well, and a couple of linebackers and, and DBs as well. So I think this year uh, on Ron Rivera, um, I think he's going to do a great job on the defensive side, but offensively, I think still think they're missing the key pieces. You know, another receiver, um, maybe another great running back as well, and tight end as well too. So I, I just don't quite see them yet, but I wouldn't write it off. Uh, maybe next year or the year after that as well, if Carson Wentz is still there. But this year, I, I just don't see them breaking over nine. Well, we have our first surprise here on the podcast. I'm going to agree with you here, JJ. I'm going to say fiction here because I take a look at what Carson Wentz and the supporting cast he had in Indianapolis last season where he had Jonathan Taylor who led the league in rushing. He had Michael Pittman Jr. He had T.Y. Hilton. He had a very good defense led by Darius Leonard, the maniac, and DeForest Buckner. And the fact that he couldn't get the job done in Week 17 against Jacksonville and get them in the playoffs when all they needed to do was win, now he's in Washington As you just mentioned, Terry McLaurin is back in the mix. They paid him his deal, and you have Antonio Gibson in the backfield, and you have some pieces here and there. They did lose Brandon Scherf. They're all pro offensive guard in free agency, so they're going to have to fill his void somehow. 
Defensively, I like their front seven. Plenty to like about Montez Sweat. Chase Young Mm now, Ron Rivera said Young's not going to be ready for week one. So we'll see when he's able to return coming back from that ACL injury. They have Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. So they're tough in the middle of that defense. But I would agree with you on many points. I just don't quite see it, especially in the NFC East. Right now, Philly, unfortunately, is being talked about as the front runner because of the offseason they've had. And Dallas, we know Dallas will be in the mix. And so I don't see the Commanders finding nine wins this season. They may get close, maybe seven or eight wins. But until Carson Wentz proves that he can be consistent on a week-to-week basis and he can really be that long-term answer, I'm going to have to say fiction here. Yep. I agree with you as well with all the facts that you stated. Um, Even going back to last year, like you reiterated, with him having a number one rusher and still unable to kind of cross the hump and get get him over to the postseason, um, I still have the same reason. I just want to see him stay healthy, man. And I do want to see him be successful, but I think it's going to be hard just in the division alone. They got a tough schedule as well. Um, so I agree with you on the fact part of them getting over nine wins. All right, man. Now we'll close out the podcast with a couple of fan questions here. And we have one again. I picked one that's specific for you, JJ. This came from Lewis Robert, his question. And I think we all know the answer, but you know, I just want to hear it again. He asks you, who is the team you most enjoyed playing for throughout your career? Uh, that's good. I appreciate that, Lewis. Um, I've been a journeyman for a while, so I've had opportunity to kind of be in Dallas, uh, Indy, uh, Pittsburgh, um, Tampa, New York Jets, as well as Atlanta Falcons, too, the home team as well. So I'll say definitely Dallas for, for sure. Um, they were the ones that you know gave me a chance and opportunity as a small kid guy out of Georgia Southern University. Uh, never really left outside of the state of Georgia. I went to high school in Georgia as well, but Dallas took me, man. I got a lot of great, a lot of great playing time out there. I made a, a great name for myself throughout this league out there as well. Um, a lot of my teammates that I played with then, I still talk to this day. Um, it was just the, the overall experience that I got, the coaching staff that I had, and Coach Garrett, um, Jerome Henderson, my defensive back coach, uh, Rob Marinelli, and um, Money Kiffin, the defensive coordinator. Uh, Demarcus Ware and those guys too. Um, so I definitely say Dallas is number one, but I'll definitely say Pittsburgh and Atlanta was number two, um, just for the fact for Pittsburgh number two, just the way that I've learned so much great football with Mike Tumlin and the way he he does things analytically and the way he lines his guys up and blitz and do different things. I learned a lot of great football, and then I got a chance with Dan Quinn, Atlanta. I got a chance to come home and do some great things here in Atlanta as well. So uh, Dallas was definitely my number one, but uh, Pittsburgh and um, Atlanta was definitely close uh, 1B for sure. Cool, yeah, it's always cool, man. I mean, you, you have experience a lot, and so I think these listeners, they value that, and they wanted to, to kind of pick your brain a little bit. So good response there from you, JJ. And so to close out the last one, and this is from Taylor Gresham. He wants to know from each of us, one rookie running back, one rookie wide receiver that we're most excited to see. And so I'll kick this one off. Brees Hall from the Jets, the rookie. I'm really, really excited to see him, how he turns out. It looks like he's going to be their bell cow out of Iowa State. And so he looks sharp in training camp. So for my rookie running back, I'll give it to Brees Hall. And then rookie wide receiver, somebody that is really starting to capture some eyes over there in Georgia. It's Drake London. The first round receiver mm-hmm. there for the Falcons. I mean, him and Kyle Pitts, that's going to be a cheat code, yeah. JJ. I mean, two big <laughs> physical wide receivers. Of course, Pitts a tight end, but pretty much call him a hybrid. But Drake London looks really sharp so far in training camp. And so 
I'm excited to see Brees Hall run the ball for New York, and I'm excited to see Drake London take the field yeah. for the Falcons. Oh, yeah, I agree with you, man. I've seen some highlights of him turning some great DBs around and going up top and getting it, man. We all know that this game is about um, contested catches, and I think he's showed over and over that you can throw it up and he's going to win nine times out of ten to 50 ball. He's got a lot of great competition over there, cornerback in this battle all day in training camp with A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward going against them day in and day out. And to couple me Kyle Pitts, man, I think, you know, Marcus Mariota got some great tall catches and ready as to kind of um, to get him as well to the um, the level that he's want to be and deserve to be as well. So I agree with you. I've seen the highlights as well, and I'm, I'm excited to see him get out there and get going. All right, well, there you have it. A couple fan questions to end the show. And once again, that does it for a Monday Pro Football Chase podcast. And always a pleasure, JJ. Once again, man, blessing to get you on the podcast, talk about some of these trending topics. And we're ready for the official start of the preseason Thursday night. We'll get things started. NFL Network, Giants, and Patriots. Looking forward to seeing some more football as we progress through training camp. But nonetheless, JJ, God bless you, brother. Enjoyed it as always. Hey, always, Isaac, you know it's a pleasure and an honor, man, and much blessings to you. And like I say, I'll be tuned in very close to this TV this weekend, and I can't wait to see what next week brings. Sounds good, brother. Take care, God bless, and stay safe. All right, mutual. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.